0: So, how on God's gray earth did this? Well, I'm about to get up sick, watching my TV,
1: checking out the news I tell my eyeballs fail to see. I mean, the same.
0: And this.
1: I know it's hard to defend an unpopular policy every once in a while.
0: And even this Now believe me
2: when I tell you that my song is really true I want everyone to listen and believe It's about some little people from a long time ago And all the
0: things the neighbors didn't know Become this I told you of my love for you But there's nothing Nothing you would do.
2: I said, please hear my plea. and Outliers, a podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in an artist's discography that sticks out like a sore thumb. Maybe their best album, maybe their worst album, but it's that one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. This week we have... Ah, Logan Raynard. And... Matt Maher. And I'm Scott Livingston. Uh, we do have uh, Twitter, it's doutliers.com, or just doutliers. We have a Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash detoursandoutliers. And we even have a website, which is detoursandoutliers.com. And we have an email, which is detoursandoutliers at gmail.com. So hopefully that all made sense. If you want to rate, subscribe, review, all that, um, we'd love it. Anyway, this week we are going to be discussing "Cruising with Reuben and the Jets by Frank Zappa and the Mothers. It was released on December 2nd, 1968, just in time for Christmas. So, I guess in general, what are your thoughts on Frank Zappa? And where this sits in his uh, oeuvre?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Matt, Matt's the resident uh, Zappa yeah, well, expert.
0: Well, this is very early on in, in uh, Frank's recording career, uh, since the first album, Freak Out, came out in 1965. Um, Frank was, was already known by then as being a, uh, very much an, a, um, an outsider in the sense of his perhaps purposeful nonconformity to any of the norms that existed in popular music. And um, as far as uh, Ruben and the Jets goes, um, hopefully, you know, we'll play a couple segments and you can hear um, exactly what he was after. But um, uh, as, a, as a, a younger man, Frank was very much enamored with doo wop music. And he incorporated doo wop vocals into a lot of his rock tunes. Yeah. And with Ruben and the Jets, he decided to um, at least this is you know as I've come to understand it he decided well what if what if we did something like the classical composer Igor Stravinsky did by taking folk tunes and taking the conventions of various you know eastern European folk tunes and and in putting them in a classical context what would it be like if we took all the the norms and um um you know, um, uh, harmonic sensibilities of duop music, and mutated them all up, and then put them back together in a um, loving <laughs> tribute. <laughs> tribute.
2: So, so was Frank really a man enamored of duop, or was it just that he heard it first and had rose-colored nostalgia-tinted glasses?
0: Well, according to his autobiography, he really liked duop music. Yeah, and uh, at once on a on a very different sort of podcast on National Public Radio called Fresh Air, he did do an interview where, where he was asked that very question, and his response was very short, and Kurt was I really like doo-wop.
2: <laughs> okay, well, uh, and this was still when, you know, the mothers of invention were a whole band, and not just people that Frank flogged until they performed exactly to his... Because I noticed there are, you know, songs on here that he didn't write, but other guys in the band wrote, which is... You know, I'm not as big as Zappa Head, so I'm not as familiar with that um, being a common trope in Zappa's somewhat controlling uh, career.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah. perhaps um, the traffic driving by will die down (laughs) here momentarily. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fine. Um,.
1: So, which uh, which version you got, Matt? Oh, because there's a there's an interesting thing going on here. I uh, oh, okay. uh, a bass player, haven't listened to this one in a number of years, and uh, put it on only to be really like psyched on how good the upright bass sounds. And then I remembered that the other version of this that I have just has some plunky '60s uh, you know Roy bass on there. And I did some digging, and it is uh, Arthur Barrow and uh, Chad Wackerman were overdubbed on this record sometime before Frank's death, I think, in like '94 or something. He replaced the drums um, and the bass, and nice. so that's the one that I'm listening to, and it sounds great. So does the original, but it's a very different mix. And uh, that's kind of rude. <laughs> I think yeah. it was
0: it was uh, it was a little bit actually. It was a little bit before that. Uh, what what it. What had happened was, um, and according according to Frank, um, because a lot of people were were rather um, disappointed that the CD release didn't sound the same as the uh, original vinyl release. Yeah. And uh, what happened was is that he had contracted with Ryko Disc to release re-release all of the older material um, on CD. Yeah. And uh, when they pulled out the uh, the um, master tapes or the rather the multi-track tapes to make a new master for the CD. Rather than vinyl, he discovered that um, almost all of the drum tracks and a lot of the bass tracks had um, deteriorated, hmm. and so he made the fateful decision to replace a lot of the drums and bass where where necessary.
2: And I'm sure the old drummer and bassist were just thrilled with that. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, you know,
0: right?
1: Roy doesn't care so much. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so this is this
0: is the newer CD version. Yeah. So, so there is a bit of a, uh, uh, but it still um, it it doesn't really um, change the fact that this album does not really fit in with the rest of Zappa's material.
2: Yeah, I mean Zappa has a very distinct sound, or three distinct sounds, depending on whether he's doing rock, quote unquote, jazz, or classical. But his rock stuff all has but, a. Thing to it. <laughs> We're gonna go through it like song
1: by song or whatever. I forget which one. I don't have my full notes for this one, but uh, there's a song. There's like one song where there's Frank guitar. You can hear I, a little bit of Frank I think it's guitar the very poking through. End,
2: he he finally freaks out. Last and song. There's
1: there. also the the deep sarcastic. Frank voice on a couple of these things. I, you know, you, you can in the back of my head. I'm hearing, you know, dick jokes about Reagan. Yeah, you know, it definitely became a very
2: uh, yeah. He was not gonna...
1: signature thing later on when he didn't really sing he, so much gonna... anymore. and just kind of
2: grovelled. Yeah, There's... no, no one was going to accidentally mistake this for a 1952 album by an actual band called Ruben and the Jets. I mean there was some talk that the single Desiree was issued with just the name Ruben and the Jets on it and did actually get some airplay. Uh, but Frank has um, denied that he was trying to uh, you know, deceive anyone or that it actually even happened. So who knows? Well, so
1: the first time I listened to this, you know, had to be like, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. And this is the first time I sat down and like listened to it again since then. Uh and uh, I was I was really surprised at how little innuendo or goofy Frank stuff there is on here. I don't know if my mind just like inserted a whole bunch more yeah. goofy, well, you know. Other than you know, uh, uh, was it jelly roll gumdrop or something. You know, it's like yeah, it, know, it could be. You know, these could be canonical.
2: He's certainly trying to be trite. Songs. On a lot of songs, but every now and then there's a lot of like suicidal ideation on this album, which I was somewhat surprised <laughs> by when I this. don't know. I think that's
1: I think that's uh again, it, it kind of goes back to our original canon of yeah. of duop stuff. Well, I think yeah, it's very exactly. sappy, romantic.
0: That's true. All those teenage well, death songs. I mean, Frank was fond of fond of saying too, that the most scandalous things that he wrote were were um, the instrumentals. Yeah. Um which um perhaps he was saying that tongue in cheek, who knows? But but I think what, what is um you know there is some truth to that with this album because the harmonies are not what they're supposed to be if say you were a doo purist. Yes. Right? And and the lyrics the lyrics I, I agree I agree that it's he's tapping into the core of what a lot of doo lyrics are about, you know, teenage yeah. love and angst. But they're they're um, uh, they're taken to a kind of um, um, extreme. Yeah, extreme. Not necessarily ridiculous, but but just sort of. Um, um, it's like quasi satirical. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. But you only notice those like chord changes and harmonies if you were like a duop aficionado, and those of us who are just sort of, you know, glancingly familiar with this music will not notice it at all. I think. Well.
1: I'm super duper by that Frank loved this stuff because if you look at his you know, musical education and stuff like and the classical music that he was into, a lot of the harmonies and things like that align really, you know, just arranging for a couple of voices and things like that, and that sort of you know post post box sort of stuff. Yeah. It falls it's like, here's how you make, you know, he went on to make all this big elaborate orchestral music and stuff. He always wanted to, but it's like, well, if you don't have an orchestra, and you just got like four or five guys who can kind of sing. This, this is what God, you this do. is. I can right, kind of, right, right. I can kind of get my rocks off with this composition thing, yeah. you know, with just a couple of dumb guys in a rock band. And mm. so I, I buy it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Well, and clearly the record company wasn't pushing Zappa to do this. Um, I don't think Zappa would have listened to a record company pushing him to do anything anyway. But. I, I can't imagine he was doing this for commercial reasons. So he must well, have meant it. Personally.
1: It was supposed to. This was supposed to be part of a trilogy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I read that somewhere that there is, you know, three albums that he was recording simultaneously. That somehow
1: and wasn't the, the trilogy was called like no commercial potential or
0: something like that. Yeah, with uh... a. <laughs>
2: Like lumpy gravy and Uncle Meat, I think. Were
0: they all at the? Yeah, Yeah. They were were all like sixty-eight, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He was, he was doing a lot simultaneously. Well, I suppose we could just go ahead and
0: hear the first one. Yeah, hear the first song. We'll see what we think.
1: What's up, Ahmed or whoever's running the ship now? Don't you know? I know you're famously litigious, but yeah, you know, be cool. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: I think they're too busy suing each other to notice <laughs> us
0: Alright, All right. so here we are, the first track of Cruisin', Cruisin with Ruben and the Jets Yeah,
1: our Basin's awesome
2: So, um, is that an actual falsetto, or is he like speeding up the tape or something? Because that sounds
0: super weird. <laughs> well, I think
1: it's a bunch of people in the band singing.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a, yeah. There's definitely, there's definitely, um, you know, vocal harmonies going on. Yes. The, the piano I found kind of interesting in its, its, utter simplicity. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it feels this is like one of the more simplistic zappa songs i've ever heard it's like two maybe three chords just banging back and forth and got the triplets on the piano
0: but that that nasally uh, kind of whiny voice that's that's yeah. sort of a a um, um a roy Estrada special right i'm not yeah. sure if that's yeah. who was actually singing. i'm pretty sure not. there's a, there's if really that's a, not
1: there's some there's some extra special roy, roy voice on this album
0: but it does sound you know it does sound even the piano sounded a little bit uh uh, what we're listening on is a little bit bright to begin with but yeah. but still um it sounded you know so bright that you could be correct maybe it was sped up a little bit yeah
2: it because it, I' gotta say it it doesn't sound falsetto it sounds full voicey but it is still way up there and I don't think anyone had quite that uh, range so I'm wondering if this was or at least partially sped up or something but or yeah maybe
0: yeah
1: I it but... was I wouldn't put it past him. He's yeah. he's, he's known <laughs> to do a bunch of <laughs> wacky stuff just because. Just because, right? Yeah.
0: With um, that and his uh, the uh, you could clearly hear Frank there doing the the deliberately
1: like slightly flat, like sardonic Mike Love
2: kind of
0: vocal. But, um, but this would have been before his voice was artificially lowered. Oh, from falling off the stage? Yeah, from being encouraged to fall off the stage by a, an enraged fan. Ah, the good you old know, days. It's, it's, uh, um, in uh, London, I believe. Um, this next tune is...
2: The um, Love of My Life? Love of my life I love you so
0: my life Don't ever go I love you only. Love, love of my
2: life. so that was love of my life um <laughs> that one I sounds a little more organic and less likely to be uh sped up the I mean granted the high high vocals didn't come in until like right after that bridge part was
1: Please don't leave
2: me alone. <laughs> Which I, I liked. I kind of wish they had more of that Frankie Valley on top throughout the song. But. Again, the Again, the
1: upright bass sounds fucking awesome. It sounds great. And it's easily the highest quality recorded thing on this whole album and very out of place. Well, <laughs> it, yeah. it sounds like nice. it was added in the early 90s.
2: They couldn't do that in the 60s. Yeah, no.
1: there they was could. never... Uh, a string bass recorded so well so well back
2: it when yeah in the this... 60s or in the 50s when this is supposed to be yeah. taking place yeah whatever.
0: well it's, it's it's uh the whole thing like this song particularly yeah. sounds just like an incredible amount of fun for the people doing it yeah yeah because all the all the different vocal parts that were going on the high parts that come in the sort of um uh you know the um the singer as bass player, Yeah. Right? You know, sort of with the doo, uh, doo, 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 doo. yeah. There's so, a lot of right? that, you know, and uh, yeah, and so so all of that, all of that was, uh, I think, you know, definitely in that '50s spirit, as opposed to say, yeah, you know, the the Beach Boys kind of thing, yeah,
2: which was trying to be the modern version of that, yeah. But
1: they, this is this song is a great example of like you know, when we were talking earlier about whether this was like really like, real, real do <laughs> Sincere. <doo-wop>, sincere. <laughs> and it is, but, like, this is a great example. You can hear them, because there's so much space on this one, you can hear them kind of, like, hamming giggling. it up a little bit. It's yeah. like giggling, yeah. or they're, like, moaning a little bit, or just, like, really like, like you said, just having more fun than yeah. you know, if this was the 50s, they'd be like, quit, quit screwing around yeah. guys, yeah. we gotta make a hit. And uh, You can definitely hear some of the they're like we were having a blast. Yeah, this is their goofing th- around doing this. They have
2: a, a spoken word section, which I think they have like eight of them throughout. Because the, <laughs> yeah, it was that's easier true. for there was them the them spoken to, word part, yeah, yeah right. which is a way to keep these songs from being two minutes long. That was, yet that was
0: a genre thing as well, right? Yeah, right? yeah, they yeah, would yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah.
2: they say that all the world's a stage. And yeah, it was, yeah, just rah, to, boom, yeah, all just that to
0: explain but, it all, right? Yeah, But um, yeah.
2: Where's the big bopper at? Exactly. Hello, baby. Well, shall we go on to uh, How Could I Be Such a Fool? A thousand times Try Frank
0: be such a fool? How
2: can he be
1: such a fool? Indeed. Indeed. I don't know, maybe you should stop screwing around and remixing his albums (laughs) over and over and over again. Well, uh,
0: the thing is uh, that, um, uh, yeah, you know, it it does raise up that issue of, you know, because if you have the technology to make something Better should you do yeah, that? Yeah, well, that, right?
2: that you got George Lucas tinkering with the special editions of Star Wars, and right, right. almost nobody's happy about that. But. Right,
0: right, exactly. And and uh, even that's a very good analogy here, though, I think I think um, you know I don't know we because you know, we don't have privy to those. Like, yeah. You you know how bad were those multi tracks, right? Yeah, I mean, if the drums were just all screwed up. Well the fact right, that it was gonna...
2: bass and drums on every song. Just those two instruments on every song seems a little I, suspicious.
0: To there's me. there's
1: some there's some Roy bass in here somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think there's there, uh, yeah. There I mean, is. There's some there's some plunky 60s Bass in here, but man, killer frailless bass there. <laughs> <It's like> a, <laughs> but um,
0: but um, uh, but I think in general, with this kind of material, it does work because the focus is on the vocals. Yeah. That is, that is the principal thing. That is true. And and uh, I don't, I don't think you know who knows what was actually done with the mixes, uh, but uh, oh. but uh, the vocals I think are all all yeah. what they were doing in 1968. Yeah, yeah.
1: all of the it's rhythm good. stuff really does stand to. Bolster and support the, the you know general the music vibe. and the and the voices and stuff. It's ne- it's never like stepping on anything. And
0: yeah. it makes me wonder too. With with what was going on in 1968, how would the you know the teenage, yeah, I know consumers of this sort of music. How would they have been re- would they have been receptive to this? I mean, you this know, Sha Na was at Woodstock. That is true. So
2: I mean, you know, Greece was. Coming, people were going to get into their '50s nostalgia, but this seems a little premature. Still, '68, people were still grooving on like Moby Grape and Jefferson yeah, suck at Spielberg. Airport. Yeah, so, yeah. It wasn't until like American Graffiti came out that '50s, and, you know, happy days and all that became the thing. So this, right, right. this but so, was
0: a premature. So once nostalgia. again. Frank was ahead of his time. Yes. He's, or premature. Is, uh, ahead
2: of his time in being nostalgic. I was, <laughs>
1: is, is Chad Wackerman the, the CGI toad creature of this album? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they did Cruisin' 2, there'd be a Jar Jar Banks in there somehow. Now, wasn't this one of the songs that was on Freak Out 2, done in a completely different style? Yes,
0: yes. Why?
2: <laughs> Why did he did he just not have enough doo kind of songs? Wonder. Yeah, wonder.
0: Yeah. Or
2: did he always want it to be doo and felt like, well, I need an album where I can get away with that? Or, or perhaps,
0: right? Perhaps this was one where, where, um, you know, when maybe when the project started, yeah, they were having, you know, perhaps entertaining Fun. themselves right at <laughs> yeah. doing a few of the songs in a doo wop style, and, and, and then Frank's they needed like, to yes, right, let's finish this. Let, let's let's come up with a whole bunch more.
2: Well, shall we take a listen to I'm Not Satisfied or...
0: Desiree. Desiree. (laughs) Desi- this repeat. is another one of those examples where it really sounds like there is no satire going on.
2: No, I think this is one of the ones that Frank didn't write, which is why it's one of the more <laughs> authentic pastiches on the album. Um, although that opening bit of Woodwinds
0: was,
2: right very but a- The rest of it is far more straightforward than the last few. Somebody could do a Kill or Ska version of that. I could see that yes. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that, that I don't know if that's Roy or if they just really leaned into the sixties plunky round wound bass with a pick thing. But that's yeah very period appropriate.
0: When did um
2: Bass guitar
0: David Bowie come out with his Ziggy Stardust? I was
2: like seventy 70- Two, I think?
0: Yeah, no, I was just three. thinking that, that that is another example of someone who tried to create an alter ego with a yeah, different band th- sort of thing. There's a um, couple
2: of... Yeah, there's Chris Gaines, Garth Brooks, rock and roll art, alter ego, which <laughs> I think we'll have to get to at some point, but yes. Don't, this don't, is...
1: don't forget uh, Darius Rucker's... Uh, oh. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a That's, that's a another different thing. thing. <laughs> uh,
2: like, half of this song is that spoken word Thing too, it's they, they seem to be having a hard time not doing it. It's very
0: up tempo and snappy, and, yeah. and I, you know, I am I'm continually impressed. You know, as a as a you know, a, a um, Zappa aficionado, I think the things that the the first things that turned me on to Zappa were were his um, guitar playing. Yeah which as a guitar player is a natural thing. But the more I listen to Zappa, the more different kinds of Zappa I listen to, the more I'm impressed with the vocal performances. It seems like those are the things that were always more elaborate than just about anything else, at yeah. least in his rock bands, in the rock yeah. context. And it really shows here. You know, the, the, the harmonies are... are um, um, yeah, I couldn't do it. But yeah, that's
2: not saying much.
0: So yeah, you know, so people always complimented Zappa for having great musicians in his band, but I think that uh, they also I had to sing. Yeah, they had to sing, and the singers are very, very good.
1: Like the audio listeners to know we're all wearing matching suits to record this. Oh yes, 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 yes. 50s style. Uh, you got the <laughs> grease, they're, they're palm,
0: all, slick back hair, and they're all matching.
1: They uh, got the what's the not the pinstriping, but
0: oh, the tubing, whatever yeah. that, yeah our suits are identical except they're all three are made of different materials yes
2: nylon rayon acrylon something like that you know materials of the future yes and leather leather i'm not satisfied let's give that one a shot
0: Satisfied? Yeah. That yeah, That is that is also a song that appeared on Freak Out, yeah. I believe. At least one of those early Zappa yeah, albums. I, I think, think it was so. Freak Out. It is unrecognizable.
2: I, I hope they take it at a faster tempo because that one started to drag a bit. I think doo is hard to do for four straight minutes.
1: So. Right up from the top there. It's a very frank yeah. riff. Very frank guitar stuff yeah. coming in.
2: It's far less authentic than the last track. That's really I, last track.
1: I feel like he used tunes off of this to audition people later on, right? Because you can hear, like, Napoleon and Ike and Ray, like, <laughs> like you can hear, like, this is really part of the, the Zappa, like, sonic palette, yeah. like, even on into the 80s and 90s and stuff. Yeah, if you where... can't
2: get into this, you don't get to be in the band.
0: Yeah, obviously, uh, uh, well... He's dead. Still, you know, uh, I don't think anyone could ever speak for Frank, but one of the things that he, one of his, um, um, one of the ways that he tried to explain his his music was conceptual continuity. Yeah. And, And he claimed that there was threads of everything that ran through everything that he did, and that there is no, there is no real difference between, say, I'm not satisfied you know his crazy yeah. rock stuff of the '70s and and his classical music—that it was all the same, um, you know, conceptually. Conceptually, well, uh, I, like I, a, as
2: um, I suppose, from a broad enough standpoint, you uh, could say yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So I suppose, but but you know, so I suppose you know, in a way, in a way, this is this is very typical, Frank. Yeah. But I think to um, you know the uh, not just the casual listener. Yeah. I think it is it is definitely an album that. Is very much unlike.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, because he doesn't. He has a hard time doing the same thing throughout a whole song, much less a whole album. And this is like about the only album he has where he does a thing and just a thing. For Frank, he's he's
1: shown a lot of restraint. That is true. I I, I can see why he
2: didn't do this again. Maybe this burned him out for the rest of his his life. (laughs) Yeah, from now on I'm going to put eight different genres in each song and you're just going to have to deal with it because it's part of my conceptual, you know, through line.
0: Jelly Roll Gumdrop? Let's do it. Indeed.
2: hungry <laughs> is that even a doo-wop song uh no it doesn't sound at all authentic like the last
1: I've, I, th- you know the original the not uh updated version i remember from listening to it on either a tape or vinyl it must have been and it this one it sounds very different and did did art play on joe's garage or was that fowler
0: I can get more than one. Okay. Um,
1: well, you can hear in there uh, pops. It's like electric bass guitar with yeah. a pick, but he's using his middle finger to pop the high string, a la like keep it keep it greasy and some other stuff like that. It's very very bright. It's so. It's like a technique on bass guitar that was not a thing for several more years. Yes. Also, like bass guitar was never ever ever recorded that bright. Like I mean, we're like four years before a Roundabout. Even. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and that, so. that, that acoustic guitar sounds all super chorsy and flangey and just. Ring. <laughs> Which yeah, does yeah. not sound very duop it, either. It's, so. It
1: sounds like a, a, a coffee shop, like yeah. Latin jazz, yeah. like
2: open mic. Yeah,
1: mic. <laughs> we got yeah. So I that's what we, I really want to find the. I got to go back and listen to the, the original of that yeah. because that one really struck me. Like on the other recording, I've heard of it as being yeah. a lot more not a doo-wop song, but
2: less maybe more not. like
1: it. It sounded more like. I remember it sounded more like Buddy Holly or something. Yeah. Like early yeah, that rock one and roll rather
2: than. Kind of out of place, and I don't know if that's just the re recording or the song itself, which is odd because the title actually is the most doo thing. So. Mm-hmm. But. That's all right. What is
0: a jelly roll gumdrop?
2: Well, I know what a gumdrop is. Um, I think a jelly roll is that, that cake thing with, like.
0: Jelly right, but in the I think middle. that was a hairstyle too. It could be. I mean, it's so so. Maybe maybe the gumdrop is like your your sweetie with a the jelly go. roll. Huh. I
2: I didn't pay enough attention to the lyrics to know what he's singing. I'm guessing it's probably something um filthy. It's like a <laughs> pork, just knowing roll, zappa, yeah. there, there, it's probably a double or triple entendre for something just. Inhumane? Really? I don't no. know. <laughs> Zappa? No, oh, no, no. He's a he's a good Christian well, well, he's,
0: boy. He's usually a little more direct. That is true. He's not known for his
2: subtlety. He'd, you know, he'd come out and say it. Yes. <laughs> anything? So- Let's give anything a shot.
0: For you. could do anything For
2: your love Oh, anything. Anything to say? Yeah, another killer. Like,
1: for a dude who's famous for being really complicated with his songs. It's awesome to hear him
2: kick
1: kick an ass with simplicity. Which,
2: he didn't actually write this one. It's a Ray Collins number, but yeah, it is.
0: It's it's pretty amazing, really, how um, well everything is done yes it is even if it's not the song not your cup of tea yeah right you know a a whole album of doo-wop it's
2: yeah and considering this was done half as a lark they took it very seriously i mean you know they recorded it they formed it they polished it i mean they got a sax solo no guitar solos yet but we've got a sax solo which was you know appropriate (laughs)
0: Say who plays it. Do you know by chance who played the saxophone on it?
2: Well, let me see if it says. We got um, Bunk Gardner and Ian Underwood are credited as is Motorhead Sherwood.
0: As so, Woodwind players? Yeah.
2: It could be any number of those.
0: Any of
2: those, yes. Shall we move on?
0: You surely must be trying to break this part of mine. I thought you knew I loved you and we shall love so fine. But later that night. Well, that one was a little more adult themed. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a
2: dog waist and cufflinks and <laughs> another spoken word section. And clearly they must have been living together. One would assume, yes, they're cohabitating. Tisk, tisk.
0: Well, perhaps they were married. Perhaps, perhaps
2: it's <laughs> kind of <laughs> beside the point.
0: I'm kind of wondering where he where he cried later that night.
2: Mm, in the car, I, I assume he has a car, probably with big fins on it. I don't know. I, I don't know how to quite wrap
1: this all together, but I, Zappa and like John Waters, you know, both b- Baltimoreans. Yeah. have this weird sort of synchronicity and I this song is a great example this of, is... of that and it's it's almost like you know pink flamingos is to like rebel without a cause as this is to you yeah. know Frankie Valley or right, something right, right you know yeah. it really
2: is <laughs> yeah. something yeah subversive sarcastic yet sincere but yeah
1: but yeah. no it's like I really love <laughs> yes. that. Yes. All, all the aesthetics of a you know
2: yeah they but both they're
1: they're great. a little mutated beyond what you've yes. probably heard yeah
2: it was very herky-jerky bum, 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 bum. and it didn't let up the whole song the extended
1: comedy bit at yes, the end yeah. and all that good stuff classic
2: yeah <laughs> well you want to go on to the next one you don't call me or you don't didn't try to try call to. Me. you didn't try to
0: cry.
1: Why
2: you try so I did try to get the uh, title bad. right but you didn't try to call me so that was a song originally from freak out redone um, clearly, because it has far more parts than any doo song should ever have. <laughs> Key changes and rhythm shifts and... more than The entire genre of doo There you go, yes. It was definitely out of place. Plus, there's the guitar, which was super out of place, too, but I'm sure you know, Frank had been holding himself back for a while now. It had to come out eventually, so... It
1: it seems like they're getting weird on side, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think they
1: they probably (laughs) front-loaded
2: the more plausible (laughs) attempts at, uh, you know... Deception? Deception. Are they still trying to... I don't know if they're trying to... They do have a different... You know, they didn't put their own picture on the cover. They had a drawing. and They had a whole story about Ruben being this Chicano singer from the 50s from Chicago who moved out. I I read it and I forgot it, but there is like, like a...
0: Uh, Denver has its own uh, Ralph Jean.
2: There you go, yes. And how the Beatles were theoretically Sgt. Pepper's band for an album. Yeah, I don't think it holds oh, up, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. So here's another one with a very 50s sounding title. Uh, Fountain of Love.
0: Fountain of Love. September The leaves will go That's when our hearts
1: knew That story untold
0: We were young lovers Falling we the fountain of love, fountain of love. So none of these
2: songs end, they just all fade out, right? Yeah. yeah, it seems like they all do. I guess that's probably... Period accurate as well. I'm Pretty sure this is the Devil's music too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I
1: know what they're singing about. Yeah, kids shouldn't be listening to that.
2: Tsk, tsk.
1: This one
0: seemed, you know, a return to the more traditional duop. Yes, it was very. And,
2: uh, yeah, this was more passable, shall we was, say?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a. And I don't know if that's better. If that's better or not?
2: Yeah, a real sincere, pure duop is not that interesting by itself. It needs, Especially for a whole album, you need a little Zappa in there to keep it from getting doo fatigue. Well,
1: especially when they teased us just a song or two ago with some interesting stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's... Zappa's was not generally known for his like slow ballads, is he? There's a yeah, lot of slow songs on here. There are
0: there's no he's got some. He's got a few, but, uh, but he's got you know. He's also got some that are like at hyper tempo. Yeah, I was gonna say you know
1: when. I mean, we'll talk about like wrap up when it's yeah. over, right? I think this thing flows together really well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as you don't a, have a, too many album. of the
2: the samey songs together, which is yeah. nice, which is tough to do when you've got an album with a lot of to do y songs minute, on there. Two minute, 50 second. Yeah, well, most of them are more than two minutes. They are not accurate in that length yeah. thing. But again, we've got a spoken word what section. So that on that wasn't the standard, standard it out.
0: 45, wasn't that supposed to be like uh, two minutes and 50 seconds? Yeah, it was yeah. just yeah. shy so, of three minutes and, minutes. and yeah,
2: you would have to, like, ne- you'd never get played on the radio if you're over three minutes. So.
0: Yeah. no, no. 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 Is versed in the, um, you know, the, the z- z- doo-wop genre. Yeah. That one sounded to me like a song that that was, it sounded wrong.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Purposefully.
2: Yeah, I don't know whether it was the harmonies or just the, well, part of it is I could not make out a single word anyone was saying. Bop Jue yin Yang 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 Yang. It, there was no enunciation in that song, so I. Yeah, it's like Mick Jagger live
1: or something. Yeah, it's Pre- yeah. predates uh, uh, Bawa to by yeah several. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: <laughs> I like the tempo though. I like the, the yeah. It's it. it's it a like, fun
2: up tempo uh, song. It, it I think it does drag on, and it's only two and a half minutes long. Because <laughs> it's just bop duedo bop duedo and it does not stop the Bop Dueto." <laughs> but you know. And the drum fills are, um, I think, not very period accurate either. But and the slap bass
1: is, sl- uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. P- particularly fusiony. Yeah, slap this
2: bass. Is, this is like the Sha Na variety show from the seventies, rather
0: than. Um, this is another. Anyway, the wind blows is another freak out. Okay. Excerpt. Anyway, the wind blows. So fine with me, anyway, the wind, blows. it don't matter to because
1: 'cause I'm through with the person, and I'm
0: on a more um, personal note. I don't think I've ever played with a drummer in a yeah. band that could hold a tempo like that, which is not shockingly slow. But it was what what about eighty beats per minute? Yeah, it
2: just south like eighty beats per and,
0: minute, and keep the tempo yes. without speeding up. That's yeah. d-
2: particularly with all those fills. You'd think you would,
0: and without a drum machine either. Yeah, That's what's, the, what's
2: like the stupid slowest one on here? We think
0: this may be, yeah, it. Yeah, it, be it. it. That might be it. Yeah, that it. might be it. Yeah, sounds
2: it. Like it sounds more like it, like a. Sp- low R&B tune. Yeah, that's more R&B. Yeah, it sounds
0: more like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I will admit, when I first listened to this album, I got distracted by something right before this song, so when I came back to Spotify, I played the version from Freak Out instead. I'm like, oh, I really like (laughs) this. This is really grooving. It sounds like, you know... The Association or Chad and Jeremy, and I could get into this. It doesn't sound very doo And then I checked. I'm like, oh, that's, that's why. Long, long version. I am not on the right album here. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, this is my favorite song on here. No, no, it is not.
1: Are there any covers of any of this? I mean, I know that I'm, there are...
2: You know, at I'm not surprised if there are, because for Frank Zappa songs, these are as easy for other bands to play as possible. But
1: I'm pretty sure he had the bands that tried to cover these, you know, killed and yeah. the deaths covered up. Well, without all the like, vocal harmonies and stuff
2: on top of these, these songs would be dull, so I don't think it would be a good idea to cover them. And just, in but, some,
1: in some of the other stuff where you've listened to that we're going to cover, like, I've come across a lot of like cover versions yeah, yeah. that are indeed better or at least really interesting. <laughs> improved.
2: The, the, so the funny thing about
1: this is just like, only Frank Zappa covers Frank Zappa. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so This album is the And where, where are you going to get, I
0: mean, in all seriousness, in, in today's climate, like, unless you just, you know, fell on a pile of money, yeah. where are you going to get five guys that can sing like that?
2: That is true. That is true. I mean, there's... People who can auto tune themselves and then
0: get them to sing what you want them to sing. <laughs>
2: that is true. They will. As people as who can to be sing on that good or, I sing or my going songs, to man. Want <laughs> to make some <laughs> yeah. money? So yeah,
0: that is true. Right, or they or they want to do something pop so that they can you know, you know can yeah. get on the YouTube, right? Get yeah, there.
2: there's there's money to be made in them. The R Hills, right.
0: <laughs> Well, there is uh, stuff up the cracks. I think this is the
2: last one on here. Definitely the most Zappa sounding title.
1: This one gets the Scooby Doo award. They peeled <laughs> their masks off, and it yeah. was Frank Zappa and the Mothers all along.
0: I mean, they they,
2: they tricked us <laughs> with the saxophone solo in the beginning, but then there's like you know a good two minutes of Frank
0: doing Frank there. Yeah. All right. So after after listening to yeah. to uh, cruising with Ruben and the Jets, do we have any final thoughts, observations? I mean, recommendations. Go I ahead. guess
2: the first question I have: um, Was <clears throat> this authentic? I mean was it an authentic doo-wop record or was it an authentic zappa record or both or neither I'd say it's more w- of a zappa record than a duop record I-,
0: I would say I would say that's true I would say that there's definitely an attempt to create a genre record
2: Yeah I think the the less intently you listen to it the more it works as a doo-wop <laughs> record the more you listen to any of the lyrics or odd slap bass or any yeah I, weird coughing that goes on or <laughs> it's
1: it's authentic in the way that you know like the cramps or something like that or like really authentic rock and roll it's yeah. like they really kind of understood where they were coming from on a very rootsy level but you know they're kind of taking it and doing their thing because they I, I I think I think it's a, a wise and mature musical. Decision to be made to know like what your thing is and to do that.
2: Yeah, it was definitely deliberate. It wasn't like an accidental do-up album. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, is this something we should have seen Zappa do? I mean, is you know, granted, he'd only done a couple albums before this, but
0: well, looking looking backward, you know, to the earlier stuff before this, you can definitely see the way the vocal harmonies play a big part yeah. in, in his sound yeah. and then when you look after this you can you can also see how it continues to evolve and in, in, in very much that kind of direction yeah but not in that genre
2: yeah yeah i mean there was some talk about a second volume of this but that never appeared i mean would you have wanted frank to like pursue a career as doo hell yes yeah this was awesome
1: this was so good no, I love this album, and and there's there's bits of all of this sprinkled uh, through uh, through his whole career, you know, before and after, and I I I, I don't want to talk any shit on the on the Mothers band because they're awesome and they're all great, but I, I know that. You know, how much longer was it before he ditched all these guys? It was
0: about this time. Yeah. It was
1: and cool. so you know, and he basically got a bunch of fusion ringers who could, you know, play any instrument standing on their head and, and you know, would do what he told And them. would do what he told them. Um and he started to make the stuff that we kinda you know, other than early the freak out stuff, we kinda know as Frank Zappa music. And so I mean, maybe this was just an exercise in like what the guys in the band could do, yeah. it was a far, it was a far out conceptual thing that he could get away with with the musicians in his employ yeah. at he, the time.
0: I think, I think that's right. I think that's exactly what was going on. Is that he had guys in his band who he knew he had those capabilities, and he's yeah.
2: like, before they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're I going want, soon. I <laughs> if he, I want to get this if, out of my system, if
1: he could have made weird proto fusion rock with these guys, he would have been doing it. Yeah. Years earlier, but yeah, I think this was probably I, I, another reason. I that last song is is awesome. It's it it's the it's the song on the album that sounds like you know Frank stretches out a little bit, but the horns stretch. It's like the everybody in the band's having fun on that last song, and it's yeah. really
2: cool to hear. It is certainly a, a fun album. It doesn't a lot of Frank's later stuff sounds. You know, he's having fun. The rest of the musicians are... Yeah, it's um, not always
0: clear. You yeah, know. <laughs>
2: Sometimes feel a little, yeah, maybe Stockholm Syndrome's the best you can hope for, but yeah. So I guess in the end, we would recommend this album. Oh, yeah. Why not? It's, you know, it's it's like 45 minutes long. It's, you know, more interesting than, say, 45 minutes of Frankie Valli. Um, and, you know, if you're not... Ob- comfortable with the normal Frank Zappa experience, this may be a good way to sort of ease yourself into it because it sounds sometimes like real songs.
0: <laughs> right, well, and, and, right, and you're not going to, uh, you know, along those lines, um, you're not going to be, um, you know, aside from the, the all the teenage sex stuff, which is yeah. what rock and roll is all about after all. Right? Yeah, You know, it's like you, you broke my heart and I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, know? there's a lot of that, yes. That, um, uh, there's not, you know, there's really... Um, you know, there's not much overtly political. No. And there's not much um, uh, overtly... Um, scatological? Yeah, scatological or pornographic. Yes. You know, uh, oh, even those those categories seem to be kind of arbitrary anyway. But, yeah. But still, it, it, the, it's, some, it's something where you could just say, oh, okay, this is music. Yeah. I can enjoy music.
2: There you go. It is It is definitely musical and like some albums we may get to later.
0: Well, uh,
1: I, you know, I haven't listened to it straight through a couple of times recently. It has a great flow top yeah. to bottom and through it. Like it really does. There's a couple, you know, like we sort of noticed when we were listening to them track by track. It's got a couple like these are, you know, maybe not, you know, not even written by Frank. Yeah. Real traditional doo-wop tunes that, as we pointed out. Don't really end. They just kind of fade out. Yeah. Um. And then there'll be something weird. And so it has a really nice. It doesn't burn you out on any one thing for too long. Yeah. Even though a th- three minute song. Yeah. That only has two chords at 75 beats per minute. That only has one verse of lyrics. Seems like. A, a really challenge. long time. <laughs> that is a challenge, in, you know,
0: <laughs> you might just probably cook dinner while you're listening. To that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be paying strict music. attention the whole time.
1: Through. Music has changed.
0: Yeah, that's it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, music. Music. There was a time. I'm not sure. 68. Maybe it had already changed, but there was a time where music was the entertainment. Is, yeah, that was a, it. it it's, you know. it's, a,
1: it's a bit of a weird time machine that uh, you know stops in yeah 1968 for. A few minutes. five minutes before it takes you right—I don't know—back to fifty-two,
2: <laughs> and then you know shows up in the late nineties when it has to redub the yes yeah. on occasion. But they, you know,
1: again, nice, nice work, Art and and Chad, there good, go. good work.
2: <laughs> so I guess we will wrap this up. Um, my name was Scott Livingston, it still is.
1: <laughs> I'm Logan Renard.
2: I'm Matthew Maher. We do humbly ask that you take a minute and go to whatever podcasting application you are currently using to listen to this and um, give us a six star review, even if it's not possible. Six stars. Um, we have our Facebook group, we have our Twitter, we have our website, we have an email. If you have any ideas for other albums we should cover, just drop us a line at Detours and Outliers, all one word, at gmail.com. And I guess just tune in next week to figure out who this is.